Good morning, Solace Church. I thought that I would do something that uh, is quite awkward. And uh, I don't know how you handle awkward, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and be awkward for a few moments, if that's okay with you, <clears throat> because uh, I really felt like God's asking me to be awkward for a few minutes. And so in the next Next Sunday, you know, we talk a lot about people taking steps, uh, membership and baptisms and all these steps, and they're critically important. But the step I want to talk to some of you about this morning uh, is, is about giving and about finances and about money. I'm going to ask you guys this morning to consider taking a financial step with Solace Church and become regular givers here at Solace Church. And one of the things I always know, and it's always awkward about talk, when we talk about giving, is you know you, you, there's always this sense that, first of all, you don't even know me uh, very well, so how do you know my circumstances and even if I could give, right? But secondly, uh, you know, seriously, is the Solace Church desperate for money today or something? Is that the thing? Do you need to do Next Step Sunday because there's some kind of huge need at Solace Church? Well, the good news is, is even if I don't know you very well, uh, it's okay because you're going to see in a moment, sometimes God just calls us to take these kinds of steps regardless of, you know, where we are on our journey. And secondly, the good news is, and the really good news, and this is what's not awkward, is Solace Church is not desperate for money. That's a really good position to be in. So I'm not here this morning to give you this conversation to talk this morning because Solace Church has this huge felt need. That's not at all the case. Solace Church is doing amazing, amazingly well. And it's because people have already taken this step, taken this step to become regular givers at Solace Church that we're doing so well. And for those of you who like to know kind of where our church is financially, I just want you to know that after the sale of the old building, we have about 500000 or more dollars in the bank right now uh, that's, uh, that's available for us to be used to invest into ministry. And we're going to be building an orphanage soon, which is great. We have so many more things planned. And I cannot wait to share with you because God's been messing with me over the last few weeks. I just want you to know that. So over the next few more weeks, you're going to be hearing all about what's going on in, in my heart with what I feel like God's leading us to do. I can't wait to share with you. So there's the, 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 the money we have available, it all has purpose. There's no question. So I, just don't, I don't want you to think this morning that this is going to get awkward because somehow that you know, I'm in some kind of bad situation. We're not at all. Okay? Is that fair? Okay, let's get awkward. That wasn't awkward enough. (laughs) There are some of you in the room today, and the truth of the matter is you've taken several steps on your journey of following Christ. Maybe you're here and you're saved. Maybe you're here and you've been baptized. Maybe you're here and you're already serving. But for some reason, the issue of money has been a big, big struggle for you. And maybe it's a big struggle for you because, first of all, maybe you were never raised in church and you never, the whole concept of giving generously or giving a tithe to the church never really kind of was patterned for you. And so doing that yourself, is a, it's a, that's kind of a weird concept. Some of you here this morning are in a situation, maybe financially, where you couldn't even dream of taking a step financially uh, and begin giving to the Lord because there's some stuff going on in your finances and you're not even sure how you could stretch any more money to be able to give. Uh, to, to and through the local church. Uh, some of you are here this morning, and if we were just being real honest, as I'm talking about money right now, you're pretty upset. You're like, I came today on Next Step Sunday to hang out with someone else, and they were getting baptized, and here the pastor, he's talking about money, and every time I go to church, all they do is talk about money. So if you're in one of those environments today, this is going to be awkward, and I'm okay with that. Do you know why I'm okay with that? Because Jesus made some situations awkward. There were times along the way in Scripture where Jesus just did awkward. Like He didn't apologize for it, and he didn't ask permission to be awkward. He just did it, right? And so I want to take you in Scripture to an awkward place because the story in Luke chapter 18 is really weird. Like if, you're going to, if you were there in the first century when Jesus did what, he, what we're going to see he's about to do, if you were there, you'd be like... And if you're the dude he's talking to, 
is really weird. Let me show you what I'm talking about. In Luke chapter 18, this is a great, great story. The story is called The Rich Young Ruler or The Rich Young Man. You've probably heard this story before, but maybe not like I'm going to share it today because we're doing awkward, all right? So this is the way the story goes. A certain ruler asked Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, that's a really good question, isn't it? I mean, if there is a heaven and if there is a hell, then what can I do to make heaven? Really good question. What does Jesus say? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. Verse 20. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. Verse 21. All these things I've kept since I was a boy, he said. (laughs) I think that's a good picture of some of us in the room. There's a lot of us in the room here, and you would say, you know what? I'm doing life pretty well, right? I'm, I'm, I'm at home. I'm doing what I should do. I'm holding down a job, paying my mortgage, paying my, you know, credit cards off. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And Jesus then makes it You're listening. When Jesus heard these things, or heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. I would have loved to have been there. Oh, I'd have probably been somewhat embarrassed and weirded out by that kind of statement from Jesus. But I would have loved to have been there to watch the, the, the facial struggles of a man who just thought he was that close to going to heaven. Like, oh, is that all it requires? I had an affair before. I'm in. Oh, you want me to sell everything? Oh. What's the response of the man? When, when he heard this, the man, the rich young ruler, he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth. And then the story goes on to say this, verse 24. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Verse 25. Indeed, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And then the story goes on to say this. Those who heard this asked, Who can be saved then? That's a great question. Verse 27. Jesus replied, with it, uh, what is impossible with men is, is possible with God. Now, all this doesn't make a whole lot of sense yet, and I'll tie it together in just a moment. Just follow me. Verse 28. Peter said to him, we have left all we had to follow you. In other words, I left my nets, my income, my job to follow you. Verse number 29. I tell you the truth, Jesus said to them. No one who has left home or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God. Verse 30 will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. Okay, did you follow the story? Jesus encounters this man who wants to know how to take a next step with him. How do I do more life with you? How do I inherit the the kingdom, eternal life? How do I get that? And Jesus said, well, these are the things you need to think about. Will I do that? Okay, and then where where it just kind of just nails down here, Jesus said, okay, look, that's fine and all, but let's deal with the real issue. What's the real issue? You have a lot of money, and you don't give anything. It's really interesting what Jesus says in this story, isn't it? Think about the story for a moment. Jesus said, here's the deal. The problem is 
The problem is in the realm of money. And you would say, aha, there it is again. Here, Jesus is just after his money. But the answer is no. Did you remember the story, what Jesus just said? Jesus said, the problem we need to get to deals with money, but there's a deeper issue that's going on. And so what Jesus asked him to do is to sell everything and give it to who? Do you remember in the story who asked him to give it to? The poor. Jesus didn't ask for it himself because Jesus didn't need the money. It wasn't as though Jesus was desperate for this man's money, so he was just after his money. Not at all. Jesus was after this man's heart. And Jesus knew the greatest greatest barrier to this man receiving eternal life was the money that he possessed. Right Now, if 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 you've never read this story in its context, you need to read the surrounding verses. Do you know why? Because the story of the rich man here is set in an interesting context. Jesus leaves the region of Galilee, which is the northern part of, uh, of, of, of his ministry. He leaves this area. He crosses over the Jordan into the region called Judea, and he's doing ministry here. And this is where, in Luke 18, which is where this story is set, where the, where the children are brought to Jesus. Here's my thought. They were having child dedication just before this man came to Jesus and wanted to know how to get eternal life. All right? How cool is that? Like, like what was going on then is going on today as well, right? And what does Jesus say when the children are brought to him and the disciples say, no, Jesus said, unless, unless you become like a little child, you won't inherit the kingdom of God. And aha, here comes a man who wants to know about life. And Jesus said, here's the problem, dude. You're dependent on the wrong thing. It wasn't about the money. It was about the dependence. It was about the priority. And so Jesus said, hear me. If you'll become dependent on me like these children you just saw were dependent on me, then you'll receive eternal life. And that's why Jesus asked him to go give all his money away. Do you know what happens just a little while later in this story? Luke is the author of this, of this book. He's a historian. He is committed to the details of the events. After this story of the rich young ruler and Jesus said, you know, go sell your possessions. It's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And after Peter says, we left all. And Jesus said, don't worry, I'll make it up to you in eternity. Don't worry about that at all. After this whole story, you know what happens next? Jesus talks about the fact that he's going to you know, face suffering. He's going to Jerusalem. And then right after that in Luke chapter 19, do you know the next story? It's about Zacchaeus. Has anyone in the room ever heard of Zacchaeus? When I was growing up, Zacchaeus was, a, was like this story, this song. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. And he climbed up in that sycamore tree to see what he could see. Anyone ever heard that before? Like, you just went back to Sunday school just now, didn't you? You went like 30 years backwards in time for a moment. He climbed up in that tree to see what he could see. And Jesus came along and he said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today. Thank you. You know the story. Zacchaeus was a wealthy, wealthy man. He was a tax collector. Jesus goes to his house. Zacchaeus could not be more excited to be in the presence of Jesus himself. He is so overwhelmed with the presence of Jesus that he commits before Jesus and everyone else who is there. I am going to sell, I'm going to give away half of my possessions. And if I have wronged anyone at all, I will pay them back four times more than, than what I wronged them. Now, It's not lost 
the connection of these two stories. Luke says, here's a man who was, who was able to take a next step, a rich young ruler. He was at the point where God was leading him to take a step in finances. And he said no, because he had a lot of money and he wasn't willing to give up his dependence on money to commit himself to dependence upon Christ. But in comparison, here's the story of Zacchaeus. And he could not be more excited to have Jesus in his home. He's so overwhelmed that he willingly becomes generous. Do you see the difference? It's all about the heart. And so this morning, the truth of the matter is, if we were talking about next steps, some of us in the room today, the next step you need to take that God would be calling you to take is in the realm of finances for you. There are some in the room and you've never, ever, ever put God first in your finances. You've never made him a priority. And this morning, the awkward moment for you is right now. Because I'm asking you to be willing to take a step of faith. And to say, my dependence is not going to be on my finances. My dependence is on Christ alone. One of the things we do here at Solace Church to help people take that step, as a matter of fact, (laughs) I'm not sure this is biblical, but we mitigate some of your risk. (laughs) I'm certain I can't find that verse in Scripture anywhere. But we went ahead and just done this here at Solace Church. What we ask people to do is consider going on a 90-day tithe challenge with us. And remember, this has nothing to do with some kind of need within Solace Church, although I would say this, that as you become generous, more ministry is able to take place. That's certainly the case. But there's not a huge lacking here at Solace Church. This is really about you and Jesus and where God's asking you to go in terms of your faith. So at Solace Church, we do the 90-day tithe challenge. We ask people to go on a journey with us. For the next 90 days, I want to encourage you to consider doing this with us. Uh, right in front of you, in, in the seat back in front of you, there is a, there is a 90-day tithe challenge card. And basically, this card basically says this, that I'll be willing over the next 90 days to commit to, to, uh, to giving a tithe, 10% of, our, of my income, through the local church, to the local church. And after 90 days, if I feel like that, that was a bad financial decision for me and my family, here's the deal and here's our commitment to you. Solace Church will reimburse you the total amount of that money. Whatever you give in those 90 days, if you feel like it was a mistake and you should not have done that, we will write you a check back for the entire amount. And I'm committed to it. We will give you that money back. And do you know why we ask people to do that? Do you know why we're committing ourselves in that partnership agreement with you? Here's why. Because I understand that it's really hard to take this step. It's certainly if you've never done it before. And so we want to walk that first few months of faith with you, knowing that you, you can take this step of faith and know that the church is going to be there right along beside you. And so I'm going to ask you to do this today. Now, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to ask everyone in the room to get out the card and fill it out right now. Okay, This is not a pledge campaign. We're not going to do that. Okay? It's not about that. But there are some people in the room that need to take this step, and so I'm going to ask you to consider doing this this morning. So here's what I want us to do. If you're at a place where you feel like it's time for me to take this step, I know it. I've been putting it off, and here comes Jesus. You know, he, 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 I'm the rich young ruler in this moment. He's, he's face-to-face with you, and he's saying, now is your moment. And here's, here's if you need to know if it's really you, it, you, know, you or me that you know, God's talking to, if you're wondering if that's the case, if your heart's beating faster or if your throat's closing up or if you know, have some chest pains this morning, it's you, all right? That's you. God's talking to you, okay? So if you're that person this morning or those people, I'm going I'm to pray for you. Because this is a huge day for you. It's as significant as the moment where Jesus met this rich young ruler on the road. 
It's a life-changing day in terms of ordering your world around a dependence upon Christ. And so I want to pray for you today. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Hey, this is Pastor Matt Blair. Thank you so much for taking time to check out our podcast today at solacechurch.com. You know, we realize that it's possible, as you listen to this message today, that God may have spoken to your heart about something. So if you made any kind of spiritual decision, we would love to know about that. You can email us at info at solacechurch.com and let us know what happened in your life today. Once again, thank you so much for taking time to check out this podcast.